0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday afternoon, ready to do some podcasting. Karen is fresh off of going to the Hornets game with my dad. Uh Yay. We took an L against the Magic. I watched it too, uh, but, uh, you know, a league pass. And uh man I don't know what happened in that and what happened down the stretch we started off good.
0: Yes, uh <laughs> I went to the game like I said I, it was an early game. I normally go with your mom. Uh but your dad opted uh to go this time. So which was cool. He came by and picked me up and we uh uh, uh rode out to the game and uh your dad was like super early. So we was there like almost an hour before the game. Which was fine with me. Mhm. And I'm I'm actually glad we went an hour before the game because we got there. I think that if the game wasn't sold out, it was really close to being sold out.
1: Yeah, it's a Sunday afternoon, so people probably had a time off to go.
0: Right, <clears throat> and so we walked up there because uh, 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 you know your daddy ain't used to rolling with a with a with a, with a baller and a player like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I took care of the old man. I took him to the parking spot. I was like, "We park here, cause I'm lazy and I want to be right across from the stadium. I don't like me fighting no traffic. Get in, get out, bitch." And so I was like, "I was like, I got you, I got you, my nigga. Park. I'll pay for it. I, I, I don't care what the calls. I was flossing. I was like, I don't care." It,
1: it... <laughs> flossing on, like, flossing on my credit card. I know I'm gonna get the bill, but. Uh... Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, now now I ain't say who money I was flossing on. I just said I was <laughs> flossing for him.
1: <laughs> it's all ours anyway.
0: <laughs> right, right. So yeah, I'm I'm flousing on your money. <laughs> so um the thing is, uh Roger's parents, uh uh for most people know, but you know, me and Roger been get together since baby 16. So uh Roger's parents, I love Roger's parents very, very dearly. They they're uh some of the best in laws. I could ever ask for. I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful and I am blessed to have them in my life. Um, I hear people talk about their in-laws and how they fall out, but I mm, can't relate. Can't re- mm, I don't know none about their problems. I can't relate at all. My in-laws are like the best in the whole wide world. I could not ask for better in-laws. And so I remember one time um, I, uh, when I had my car, uh, my mom paid for the car payments, but you know, for any maintenance, anything like that, she was like, You gotta take, you know, you know, take care of the maintenance and stuff like that, which was fine. Uh, you know, single mama, you know, she ain't got no lot of money. You know, I'm working in, you know, working in school. I ain't got no lot of money. And so uh one time, I forgot it was something major that well, it would it really wasn't major, but it was shit, it was expensive to me. It was like a few hundred dollars. And I was like, I ain't got no few hundred dollars to get this bitch fixed. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) your daddy and mama was nice enough to be like, you know what? You know, we got you. We we, would, you know, you know, take, you know, care of it. I was like, cool, cool. I was like, I'll pay you back. Cool, cool, cool. So um, after they got it fixed and stuff, I was like, well, I'll pay you back. And they was like, don't worry about it. They was like, you know, we got you. They was like, you keep going to school. You keep making good grades. You keep graduating. Uh, And and you graduate and things like that. They was like that that is the return on our investment. Right. And so, you know, I've always (laughs) loved your parents for being such giving and caring and kind hearted um, people, you know, because I'm not their child. That's that's something that they were not obligated to do. Mm -hmm. And so. I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful that they were in a financial situation that they could afford to do that because a lot of people, they can't particularly being black. We don't have generational wealth. Right. And so it's, you know, or if you do, you are on the first, second, or third generation, you know, of, of any form of generational wealth. And so I was very grateful for that. So it's one of the, one of the things when it comes to your parents, I I, I mean, and I love my family, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to your mom and daddy, anything they want and i got it and i can do i will go above and beyond because they took care of me when i did not have and could not have and couldn't repay them back and so for me to be in a situation where uh, for those of you who don't know me and roger has been hornets fans since like 1988 like i was like 10 years old when they first started it's my only basketball team that i've ever loved all my life i've started i got i found the love of basketball through one of my aunts, my aunt Chris. And I remember being small and um, used to sit down and we used to watch my family uh, crowd around one of them small TVs, uh, 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 one of them um, small TVs, and we would watch like the college basketball games. And this is why I thought Georgetown was black, was the HBCU. So we used to watch Georgetown. We used to watch um, J. C Smith University. So we would watch like a lot of HBCUs. And so I used to sit and and this is before I could understand the concept of basketball, but I used to sit and watch them, watch the kids play ball. And I used to see the caring and the the loving that they had in their hearts towards the children that were playing at the time. And so it would just be fun just to watch them do all these things and just the emotion around it. So it got me into the love <laughs> of basketball. So when uh, the Hornets uh, came back in uh, uh 1988 I was so excited. They actually uh uh the old coliseum uh you, is up the street from my um, my old uncle Chris's house. And so what we d- did when they was actually building on it, they used to have uh cuz cuz you know this was out in the sticks. It wasn't downtown where it is now. It was it was out in the sticks. And so this is when you know you you would go outside you see coyotes and foxes and shit, you know, walking around cuz it was trees, it was forest. And so me and um, my Chris and my cousin Maurice would get in the car. And I know we would be breaking the law. They would, like, pave the roads, you know, because they would have to pave the roads in front of the old Coliseum so that people could drive down it, you know, for construction reasons and shit like that. So as the Coliseum was being built, we would actually uh, get in her car and, like, move the barriers and, like, ride down the road to see the Coliseum, like, periodically, like, as it, you know, began to be built and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so it just bought my love and my joy for basketball and the Hornets. And me and Roderick, uh used to go to the games, and uh, we, you know, we used to do uh, – when we couldn't afford it, we used to do, like, the $5 seats where we would be, like, up in the nosebleeds. And we would do um, the Mavericks uh, owner uh, – uh, used to say hey if you come to the games uh uh and a uh, show like uh mavericks gear or say i like the mavericks you can get in the games for free so me and roger used to do that when the mavericks mavericks would come to town to get into the games for free. so me and roger have been like when we was broke bro we was like but we want to go to these games bitch and so we would you know do things to go to the games and so you know all my life i have wanted to be a uh Season ticket holder, you know, because you hear about it, but but I was like, I can never afford that. Like, well, we're like, still I'm,
1: not season ticket holders. I think we have like a half season half plan.
0: Season. Yeah, but, um, but, so
1: we we even got a ways to go to even do that.
0: Right, but it was one of these things where for me, even a half, even half a season, bitch, that's yeah. better than before. So
1: Absolutely. for me,
0: I was like, you know what? I can afford a half a season. I was like, nigga, I made it. Like, like not, not mm-hmm. t- it, I I I actually take small victories as big wins you know a lot of people they look at the big goals okay the big goals are great but bitch appreciate the small ones too because the small ones add up to big ones so for me I was like this is something that um we can do and so uh with you being out of town and stuff the bulk of the time I've been going with your mom and me and your mom we've been having a great time but I have been wanting to go with your dad. And normally, you know, your dad, he always doing something, fishing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he's always he
1: working was... and stuff. I, only, right, so I think he... he's only been the one with me, too. Like, because um, I try to, you know, when, when I was able to be in town the whole season, you know, I try to, like, you know, take Justin, take my brother, take my dad, take my mom, you know, stuff like, you know, make sure that we spread them around to people. Right. Um, but I'm glad he got a chance to go. And I know uh, Van Carroll is a Duke uh a kid that went to Duke. So he's had, my dad's a Duke fan. So I'm sure he enjoyed getting to see him. And then he, they won. So he got to see his Duke player win. And then also Mark Williams, the center for the Hornets went to Duke as well. So he got to see him play. So I'm just, I'm just glad y'all got to have a good time. I know we about to go down uh 30 minute Hornets history lane right now, but I just kind of <laughs> wanted to get the show back on track. Uh, you, I'll let you wrap it up. I'll let you wrap it up with the final thoughts, miss, uh, <laughs> I just want y'all to know, before the show started, she texted me,
0: <laughs>
1: before the show, she texted me, oh, we do a show, it don't have to be long, just, and then 30 minutes hard to Talk to start off before we get into any topics. Keep going, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: It's just, this is Karen with your with your Hornets minute.
1: This is a setup. That's what this one was. Hornets,
0: your Hornets
1: <laughs> in 1987, I used to go by the arena with my grandmama and you know, we would walk see, around.
0: See, I'm officially old. You know, I'm going down memory lane. I know somebody back there Go, bitch! I wasn't born in 1988. The fuck she talking about, grandma? The
1: scene was Charlotte, North Carolina, 19. I just wanted to know how the game, how y'all enjoyed the game. That's what. This is fine. <laughs> I know the people well, love this.
0: Well, well, I thank you for letting this old woman go down memory lane. I'm almost finished with my story, um, and so I said that to say this as far as why I took your daddy, uh, to the game, and I was like, big, I was like, look, big baller got it, you know, because mm-hmm. I filed it because I, you know, because I started remembering that that's what took me down memory lane about how how your mom and daddy took care of me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we walked up there. It was this long ass line to go to the general entrance. And I seen that line, and I looked at your desk. Oh, we ain't waiting in that line. He said, "We he said we ain't got to wait." I was like, mm-mm, "We ain't got to wait in that line." So went there, <laughs> we went over there. We went up. We went over to the other side to, 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 to the express lane, to the members, <laughs> to the members' lane. I was like, "Come on over here with me. Walk, walk past all the brokers and come on over here with me." <laughs> so me and him, we walked past everybody and went on in and uh, rode the elevator and all that stuff. And I was like, well, just, I was like, just so you know, a meal comes with it. He's said, like, well, I'm not hungry. I said, like, well, come on over here with me anyway. Look, you might want to pick up something. So he got some coffee mm-hmm. and me and him had a great time. We had a real good time. Oh, and, um, uh, they did brunch. So, oh. why did they? so, you know, cause normally we go doing dinner time. Yeah. And so I guess what us going so early, uh, they did brunch. Honey, oh, they had some chicken and waffles that was absolutely oh, delicious. Oh, no.
1: Not the racist chicken and waffles. Oh, my goodness. Yes, did you get up, did you get upset and complain to some white people?
0: I did not. You know what I did? I shook and jived my ass right on up there and was like, <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, please. Can a sister have some chicken and waffles? Yes. Put some maple syrup on that bitch. And right. I ate and had myself a good-ass time. Uh, they had biscuits and gravy, honey. I was eating, I was eating it up. I had mm. myself a ball. It's the so, best. Uh, <laughs> Me and your daddy, we sat down, and the whole time it was hilarious. Cause every five minutes he was like, "Uh, you know that dude plays for Duke, and that dude played for Duke. You know, did did I tell you he played for Duke?" And your so your dad was like, I'm I'm gonna tell you the whole time somebody played for Duke. because they Did I tell you something? So that was a running joke the whole day. He yeah. was pointing out everybody to play for Duke.
1: Yeah, shout so to Cole uh, Anthony played for Carolina. He was out there too, but it's all good. Yeah, your,
0: your dad will point will point that out. Duke players, Carolina players, and so mm. we we had a really really uh, good time. I hate the day that they lost. they yeah. they, they like collapsed. Uh, but it was we had a really really good. I had a great time uh, kicking with your dad, going up there with them, leaving with them. And stuff like that i had a wonderful uh time and i'm really glad that he got to uh go and experience the game with me
1: yeah Melo had a good game too um so. oh
0: yes he did he was balling and shooters gonna shoot so i was you know and he didn't get that much foul trouble i'm like let's go mellow because the thing about yeah. him is that he gets in foul trouble and once he do it affects it affects the, the floor of the game because you know he's, he's like been a doing a good game.
1: he's been doing a good job of staying out of foul trouble lately man. Uh, So, yes, yeah, I'm glad y'all had a good time. Um, All right, let's get into the show. Oh, wait, I forgot. I got one question for the audience to me. It's from Jawan, who says, hey, Rod, quick question if you can speak on it. Have you been approached or been looking into continuing writing for HBO other than Game Theory? And a follow-up, would you consider moving up to directing? I don't know enough about directing to, 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 to say those aren't necessarily my aspirations um uh but i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't turn anything down because uh who knows maybe i'll be good at it you know same thing with with writing is um one of those things where i think uh it's been surprising to a lot of people how good i am at it um and i would guess i would guess a lot of people think Uh, I'm good at it because it's Bomani, which isn't necessarily wrong. But uh, and not to sound arrogant or whatever. But I just I truly am confident and believe this. I think I would have been good writing for anybody. You know what I mean? Like I'm I know Bomani's voice, so it's it's easier to write things towards where I think he would take it. But um, I I've been watching so much tv and stuff i've been a creative person this show being live and us creating content on the fly five days a week is really the fucking like um it's like that that if you ever watch dragon ball z it's like when uh goku and them go into that one uh thing that's like a time (laughs) like a like like
0: like a a time chamber yeah Yeah, like yeah and they come out like super strong it's been like i've been in there 75
1: years yeah so uh i feel like this show is that because we entertain think and react on the fly five days a week uh and i think the only thing was that you when you haven't done something you still have to be able to harness that ability and learn the new skills and i'll be learning i'm hungry to learn i'm you know, I'm not really looking at this shit the same way as someone that's making a career of it. Um because I haven't really considered making a career of it to be honest. Um I'm kind of along for the ride to see what happens, but you know, I've made great connections with people, people love working with me, and whenever there's an opportunity to learn, I don't even look at it like nothing negative. I look at it as positive. Like I haven't been in the game long enough and hopefully I never will get to this point, but to, like, look at the bad part of stuff. Like, the other day we did a focus group thing, which hopefully it makes the show. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's not in your control. But I wrote this thing, this idea. They're going to use it. They filmed it. And the thing is I had to work a full day at the office, and then from 5 to 10, And it ended up being like 11. But from 5 to 10 that weeknight, you know, it was like a Wednesday. or or, Yeah, I think it was a Wednesday. I I, I went to watch them film it and to see if I could, like, suggest things on the fly, see if we were getting good answers, see if we could find a landing thing. And, of course, like, we have all these people who's done this before, whose main job is to do this, who are in their own respective arenas, you know, uh, amazing at the job. So... I'm sitting there watching them, and I'm really learning from them. Like they were thinking, like, I know it's hard, I know it's boring, and none of that. But I'm like, okay, what I'm learning is how a field director directs a field piece, and the things that are um, good, and the things that are frustrating, and the things that you have to do to be good at it. You see what I'm saying? So like, while they're thinking I'm there bored or something or being like, man, fuck, I wish I could just go home. I'm. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I stayed, because I learned something about a different scenario, I learned something about how they film these things for other shows, Um. so anyway, I, and I felt that way last year, too, so I'm still just trying to learn as much as I can, I don't know where these skills, these skills, honestly, do. these skills may come into play for us before they come into play for somebody doing some shit for us, you see what I'm saying, like, if we wherever we want to take our show and our shit and be creative with it, um, you know, not that I'm some level of expert now, but now I understand the concept of what it is to film something live and be having people in your ear back here with suggestions, talking to people on the on the screen, how things look, you know, stuff like that. But uh, even if you just if I were to have to hire somebody to do something, now I know what to be looking for. In the kind of people you hire, because I'm like, I saw this dude do this shit in real time, and he was kicking ass. And like, I wouldn't want to work with somebody that couldn't do that. And and he was able to like take commandeer He was able to keep everybody calm, but he was also able to like have great ideas. The people that assist him, learning what they do, how they keep shit organized. You know, like it, it's it's hella, it's 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 a lot of stuff I'm learning. So anyway, I haven't really looked into. Continuing to write, I do have ideas for stuff all the time, but I haven't really been, like, writing pilots and stuff like that because I'm not 1,000% sure that this is something I would like to do forever or even for a long time. You know, there's things about it where, you know, having to live in, like, New York or L.A. is... uh. Not necessarily my comfort zone, you know what I'm saying? No offense to the people that love it here. Um, and uh, making the podcast is the thing I love the most, you know. And so, as long as I have that, I feel like I'll be all right, but I don't think I'm ready to just like swing to another vine and either leave this behind or let this uh fall back too much, you know. So, um, but at the same time, I say all that I'm open to anything. So I'm not going to say no bef- in my mind before something happens. So if everything is a bridge you cross when you get there, so if somebody comes to us and says, hey, next year we want fucking 30 shows, and that means I got to come up here and, like, fucking live for real, then we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, you know, whatever that decision is. Um, right. If if someone if, – if something happens and it's like uh, – okay, well, we're not going to bring this show back, but some of the people within this get another opportunity somewhere else and they think of me, you know, that's something I would consider. Whereas, uh, you know, so I, it's, so basically I'm just leaving the doors open right now and I'm just trying to do the best job and stay in the moment rather than get too far ahead of myself or too far behind because um, that's where anxiety comes in. and Right. Anxiety is a lot of wasted energy Thinking about the shit you can't change Going in the past Or stuff that's not even here yet in the future So uh, as of right now I'm just staying in the moment Trying to write the hottest fucking shit I can write On a daily basis Trying to make sure I do a good job Trying to make sure that I can be Depended upon and counted on And that people know that And uh, I think a lot of this stuff will take care of itself All right. (sighs) um that was that question um uh, if you have questions for an audience feel free to ask them but i'm gonna uh, go ahead and move us on into uh the news segments um i forgot to check to see how much coronavirus news we got please don't be a lot <laughs> um, like, okay stop, stop.
0: i'm still here
1: it's only a couple things but uh okay. i'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and do this segment I don't want shit.
2: Look, here we go again. We got very variance. Really need to keep a mask on hand and follow the plan. Get the vaccine and second shots. Whether woman or man, black eye who tips is doing their part, but the dummies expand. Niggas would rather believe a bunch of misinformation. Fuck y'all idiots, not getting shots. Now we gotta regress. If we keep going in this direction, we never can rest. Never can get back to the lives we be living the best. Damn fool, stop the lion, stop the intubation crying. Cause it's your fault that motherfuckers dying, huh? Damn fool, stop the lion. Stop the ventilated crying, cause it's your fault, the motherfucker's dying. I do not understand this shit, I'm not a fan of this. We were like one win from the pandemic championship, but fuckers wanna leave it to game seven with Giannis Delta Kumpo blocking forward progression and Chris Middle fingers to your plans, man damn. Huh. Looks like it's no Drew Holiday for you and your man. Some sick of black people dying for real. So I'm just writing this new piece to let you know how I feel. Huh. Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that COVID 19 is unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe. Yeah. Huh. So fuck, fuck that COVID
1: 19 is
2: unseen. It's creeping in the air for you to breathe. Yeah. Coronavirus.
1: All right. It's really just two quick stories, but we haven't heard that jam in a while, guys. Okay. Just Come give on. us a break. It's about. COVID-19 is the is a leading cause of death for children in the United States despite relatively low mortality rate. Mm. So, you know, that thing where where people are like it doesn't hurt kids, why are we even worried about this? Um it it, it I mean, it sounds cool if your kid is alive. Right. You know, I just think uh that was one of the things that you even saw, like liberal people take on and be like, "It's scientific," and you know, obviously the considerations of the fact we didn't have school just never even came into any level Question. of consideration when they would, when they would be writing these long ass pieces in the Washington Post, they would never be like, and they just be like, "Kids aren't even dying from it," and they never be like, "Cause you know, kids can't be in school and around each other," so. um but yeah, of course, you know, a lot of people with families, now that school is back in and now that mask mandates have mostly dissipated and stuff. Right. A lot almost everybody I know right. with kids has had coronavirus and it's yes. not it's not some level of like I'm not being careful, it's just it's humanity, their children. And children are already disease farms. Is no way they can avoid it, no matter what the fuck they do. Even if they have a really good kid that wears a mask almost all the time, it's just something's gonna happen just for the randomness of it all. And so, you hope that a child doesn't get sick and die, you know. And of course, uh, you would expect this to be very low because children just don't die in general at a high rate you know children you know that that's the thing very low mortality rate for kids but unfortunately uh uh, coronavirus covid is one of the most uh one of the highest ones for a death rate for kids as far as the number
0: right and like you say people don't care until it's their child but when it's your child that is the one that's dead all of a sudden that's the the numbers ain't just the number no more
1: yes it, it was higher than flu and pneumonia and we know flu oh, yeah. actually does, like we say flu and pneumonia affects the, it has that, 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 um, it has that, 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 like U shaped graph of children is very high and eld- older people is very high death rates. Right. So the fact that it beat two diseases that we think, oh, these, these ones can take kids out, after we were told COVID doesn't, it's, 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 it's nothing to kids. Well, yeah. That, if it's nothing, then we're saying the flu and pneumonia is nothing. And I don't think we should, uh, I don't think we would say that. You know what I mean? We wouldn't have said that before the pandemic. Right. Um, it caused substantially more deaths than any vaccine preventable disease. Historically, the researchers wrote. And we also know that people aren't vaccinating their kids. Less than 10% of eligible children have gotten their updated booster shot. And more than 90% of children under five are completely unvaccinated. So you're talking about a lot of people parents the fear the paranoia whatever it was enough to get them to not get their kids vaccinated it worked and when you're talking about a number like 90 percent, we're not talking about um conservative liberal we're not talking about democrat republican that's just people. people that's just people going even there's people that 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 got vaccinated and boosted and all that shit themselves that must have said, "Not my kid though," so right. Yeah, these kids is just kind of out here. Um, good luck on to their them.
0: own with no control, and they don't have an option. They can't right. even if they would like to. They don't have an option. They don't have a say so in it if their parents decide no.
1: Right. Uh, and this winter's U.S. COVID surge is fading fast, and likely is thanks to a wall of immunity. So that's good. I mean, listen, I don't I just come on here to report good. the bad shit, I think. One of the things about this segment is that um there's at this point you see it around you, you probably experience it yourself. So much of this shit is just confirmation bias. People ignore the shit that goes against what they say. They 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 they, they jump on the shit that that even hints towards might maybe what they feel is already correct. And in this case, man, I love the good news stuff, which is, hey, it's looking like We're not going to get that, the surge that people thought we were going to get, especially with this most contagious variant of Omicron yet, it's sounding like it's dying off already, no no pun, and uh, it's part of my choice of words, but... Yeah, um, that's not it hasn't happened. This virus continues to throw 210 mile per hour curveballs at us. And it seems to defy gravity or logic sometimes, says Michael Osterholm, who heads the Center for infectious disease research and policy at the University of Minnesota. People all assume we will see major transmission. Well, every time we think we have some reason to believe we know what's going on, it doesn't do that. Um, The worst of the surge of covid flu and RSV may be over. Um, while hospitalizations and deaths did increase in the U.S. after New Year's, um, uh, the the number of people catching the virus and getting hospitalized and dying from COVID soon started to fall again, and have all been dropping now for weeks. So that's a good thing because we were really saying like it's going to turn into COVID winter every winter, and it's just going to be bad and uh, back the mask and staying inside yeah, and too. stuff and. Uh, I don't. I don't think this was smart or good, but I saw a lot of people didn't go back to masking and, and and social distancing. A lot of people just seemed to kind of just go through this like COVID didn't exist. But even with people going through it like that, the numbers fell back down very quickly. And um, hey, I mean that's 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 the best possible case scenario of people doing stupid shit. True, true,
0: yeah, and like you know. <laughs> people who got all their shots and got all their boosters and you know like current and you ain't three years behind or two and a half years behind since you had a shot most of those people you know with the exception of a few are going to be okay you know right so i think that that right there makes difference and also we learned that it reduces um Long COVID, you know, it reduces a lot of stuff. And for some people, it just runs through their system so quick, they don't even know that they got it. They only know if they caught it or anything. So, you know, uh, you have a higher probability of that happening to you, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you do do it it, it, it still impacts you, and it still probably, you know, kick your ass, but not like it would if you were not fully vaccinated. And that's actually, in my opinion, actually helped keeping these numbers down. Like, people that's like, fuck that. I'm do- I might not be wearing a mask, but bitch, all my shots going to be updated.
1: Right. Um all right well that's it for coronavirus news um i guess we can go ahead and get into some regular ass news i know people want to hear that That's That was a good one. Good job, Infrared Crypto. Um, mm-hmm. I saw people talking about it in the chat, but uh I have been making videos on my TikTok. I finally figured out what to use my TikTok for because uh, I really didn't want to just have one and just be telling y'all everything all the time. I think doing a podcast enough is that. <laughs> you know what
0: right. I mean? Like- yeah, right. <laughs> so you have this outlet, right, which is a lot of times, a lot of people don't have other outlets,
1: right? Yeah. And so uh i did start using it um to highlight you know for black history month because i wanted to celebrate black history but you know everybody's celebrating it's so gauche now and i was like you know what i want to celebrate the people that never get celebrated in black history month and those people are the coons you know you don't see the coons get a lot of love in black history month It's, it's a lot of like you know uh Let's highlight Rosa Parks for the 90 millionth time. Like, nigga, we know right. Rosa Parks was the shit. Right. But, yeah, you know. She's
0: one of the pre-approved Negroes.
1: When is the last time we celebrated, you know, Jason Whitlock or something? And so um, it has been a struggle because I, I, I made my first one and it was about Jason Whitlock. As a matter of fact, I'll play it for y'all. Y'all can get an example of what it sounds like uh, on my TikTok. When I'm out here, you know, celebrating the culture for everybody. Some black people that don't often. Hey, I like to start off this Black History Month by recognizing some black people that don't often go don't recognize. Oh. Hey, uh, I okay, like to start on. off this black. Y'all not hearing anything? Okay, give Mm-mm. me a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <sighs> you know, this thing is uh, weird like that. Okay, now it should work. Here we go. Black History Month by recognizing some black people that don't often go recognize. And uh, today. February first, I like to recognize this man, Jason Whitelick. Uh, woo, my bad, Jason Whitlock. <laughs> Jason Whitlock, uh, one of the most powerful coons in the game right now. Iconic, okay. Uh, just so capable of coming out from the Caucus Mountains and just dropping a triple double of coonery at any given time. Okay, he's not the most consistent or coon consistent. He's not the most consistent. Uh, coon, but he, well, he has, well, he goes off. Okay, he get a Kobe Bryant, uh, eighty-one point game on your ass, a cooning. Okay, a uh, coon be Bryant, if you will. All right, y'all. Uh, t- see you tomorrow. So that's you know the coon tent I've been creating over there. Um, and each day I celebrate different people. Now, what's been happening though is that my videos have been getting like flagged for harassment, which I've never tagged any of these coons in it. Or told anybody to go over there and harass these people. I think
0: because they've been going viral, so people have been seeing them and flagging
1: them. Yeah, so the first one got 17,000 views which obviously was a high for me because I don't got, I may have 40, like I don't got nobody following me over there. I only made two videos before that. And they both was like 30 views or something. Mm -hmm. And so it got like 17,000 views, which I didn't know it was getting that many because I don't have notifications on that app on my phone. Mm -hmm. So like I just kept like, uh, I shared it on like Twitter and Instagram too, and then people would just be like, "Oh my God, I gotta follow this thing." And I went over there, and it would be like ninety nine plus comments, ninety nine plus reactions, and it was just like, "Damn, people really like this." So I did C J Pearson once again, got a bunch of a bunch of uh, like eleven thousand or something, but then it got flagged again, and so, and now well, here is the thing: I don't, I don't think I'm out of line. I'm not harassing anybody, and mm-hmm. I've seen what people say and do on TikTok. Right. Like, some of these people have TikTok. Like, yes, they do. And this is the only issue I have. If Jason Whitlock can have TikTok and say all the shit he says about us, I can't have TikTok and be like, I don't fuck with this guy. That's insane. And so. Because at first, I was just going to be like, I must have violated some rules. I'll just accept that they took it down. But I was like, actually, no. motherfuck that shit. So, so I fought it. And uh, they put all the videos back up. As of now, we'll see how long they last. But I noticed that the reach is a lot less. So they probably done jail Covanger boy a little they bit. They suppressed you, know. you. They done hit me with that, with that motherfucking shadow band, which I don't blame them. I wasn't even doing it to go like to be like the famous guy that calls out coons i really just thought it was like a funny inside joke and i get to make a lot of coon puns and <laughs> shit like that um but yeah it, it, it just, i saw people talking about in the chat so i did want to bring it up you know happy black history month and i got many more to go okay we're not done you know but uh if they take my shit down, I just feel like they should take all the coons pages down because all they do is antagonize and harass black people. That's their entire motherfucking existence. So how right. dare you point me out? But but it's okay for them to say we're slaves living on a democratic plantation. It's okay for them to say that we're the sellouts and, and, and talk shit about like Barack Obama, talk shit about, you know, Bomani, talk shit like, come on now. Come on now. Keep it fair. All right. Talk about this news, Karen. Well, we already know beyonce tickets are coming some of them are i believe are already out in certain locations yes the yes, tour was yes. announced they,
0: they got four sections they got i think a b c d and uh depending on uh where your city is will depend on um Which when they go on yeah yeah because she actually is working with ticketmaster mm-hmm. and so she's like what y'all not gonna do is uh have y'all shit crash so we gonna release this shit in sections so there's certain sections can go and they have in section A, I think it's like Atlanta and like some other uh, big cities. And so what they're doing uh, is like some of them, they actually uh, actually has second shows in some of the locations already. And so in, in group A, I think shot like group C and so uh bitch, I'm I'm all in everybody's list and pre-selling I am ready. I'm ready. Let's let, let, let go, bitch. Let's go. Well,
1: there's two stories out of this that I thought was interesting. The first one is that the Senate of the United States has warned Ticketmaster ahead of Beyonce's ticket sales. We're watching.
0: Right, right.
1: Senate Judiciary Committee on Twitter. Said they quote tweeted CNN saying Beyonce announces her world tour, blah blah blah. And they quote tweeted and said, We're watching, comma, at Ticketmaster. <laughs> so the Senate is already on that shit. <laughs> like, don't fuck this up. They didn't even say that for Taylor Swift. Um, and then Beyonce fans are asking for money to help pay for the Renaissance tour tickets. Now, this is interesting because a lot of this is rumor mill stuff. Where people right. are saying the I saw six thousand dollar tickets and and people are like one no tickets have really been sold yet two you're looking at resellers some of these people are reselling shit they haven't even gotten yet uh, but you right. could get scammed they were
0: saying they were saying that they, I've been reading articles about this they were saying what, about that reselling shit because people are like they already on sale people have like they are not on sale they do not have them what they're doing is that they're telling you. That they have these tickets they don't have and for a lot of them they don't actually they don't actually give like ticket seats right. they give like areas and shit like yeah. that like a range and so on the back end they try to go and get the tickets, but they don't actually have the tickets and you know somebody in the congress like we're gonna make they was like we're gonna start making this shit illegal like you cannot sell your tickets until they officially go on sale stop lying to people
1: and beyonce fans are out here asking for money to help pay for the tickets Starting up GoFundMes and asking family and friends to get them money to help purchase a ticket to the tour. And I'm like, one, these could be scammers, right? They could be scamming their friends and shit. Like, I'm going to need $6,000. It's like, well, the tickets ain't on sale yet, and they shouldn't be $6,000 um and we'll see what happens i'm sure but uh i just found that to be pretty interesting like how it's already going down uh because people is all over this beyonce shit but she did they did put out information where her showing like how much tickets should cost and so it's looking like it was something between like 75 and 250 so i'm sure maybe there's a way that it'll be able to get price gouged but as of right now um uh, that's not happening
0: Right. And so a lot of her venues are like all, you know, in certain areas. I know the one here in Charlotte, I think she went to like the biggest venue we got. She was like, bitch, I'm going to the Carolina Panther Stadium. Yeah. And so, you know, that's one of the biggest ones we have here. And mm-hmm. if, if I'm not mistaken, like in this general area. Yeah. So it's like an outdoor stadium. And so it's going to be a uh, thousands upon thousands of people there. So, you know, it's I am really, uh, really, really excited because this will be my first time seeing her.
1: Uh, Netflix adjust Pat. Well, I mean, if we get the tickets, right? Because that's, true. that's the other the thing. Tickets. It's 800 times demand. Yeah.
0: That, I guess so be, yeah, even I, if I you don't even. It, Renaissance and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, being so long and stuff. So, like, it's, it's, you, it's really going to be a lot of people just kind of hoping to get lucky in some type of lottery system or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just don't know how, if 800 times as many people, that's great. <sighs> It's crazy. Good luck to everybody, including us. Um right. But, <laughs> I,
0: I I wish you all well in the Hunger Games of of getting tickets to the Beyoncé show. <laughs> Listen.
1: I wish that I wish Beyoncé listened to this podcast so we could get on the list, but I don't think Come that's on. how it works for us. Uh Netflix adjusts password sharing rules after receiving backlash on social media. Uh, yeah, it, and so it leaked and they they then came out and said it's not going it wasn't true the rules were essentially you could only watch netflix in your home or devices that were in your home with it for every 31 days so basically if like me i'm i'm not at home right now and i'm you know and i have to be up here for a few months i would eventually lose access to my own netflix on my own mobile devices that i have actually paid for right. and uh, they are now saying these rules only apply to costa rica peru and chile which then makes me go i'm sure they like what why Why y'all doing us like this
0: correct
1: <laughs> like they really brought it up like oh that was supposed to be good but if i'm if i'm uh fucking chile i'm like hey hey now that we was over here minding our motherfucking business <laughs> and, and y'all try to cover y'all bad. ass I'll with us yeah like y'all trying to cover your ass with us? Uh-uh. Now, what am I um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's um I thought that was just like an interesting thing, but uh the rules were just stupid and I don't know what they're trying to prove like prove that this is your actual child that is using this to do like it's too late. It's it's at this point it's a feature that you can give someone your password at this point. You're not really going to be able to pull it back. We'll just prove y'all fucking. You know, <laughs> give us the give us the video evidence of the and chill part of the Netflix and chill night because <laughs> you can't use passwords if you just like co-workers.
0: All right. And uh, the thing is, uh, I, was, I was talking to them with three guys on. I think they did an Elon Musk math. Mm. And that shit don't ever work because a lot of times you're good if you get one half of 1% of people to pay. And somebody looked at all them numbers and was like, well, we get, no, no, you're not going to get 10%. Right. You're not going to
1: get 20%. You will never get it. Because the, internally, they know exactly how many IP addresses are using subscriptions and stuff. And so there, I'm sure that some CEO up high was like, if we cut it off, people will just buy their own subscription. It's like, actually, that's not what's going to happen at all. People are going to turn it off. And honestly, if I'm a person who multiple people are using my account, I'm going to stop. Like, I'm going to cancel my account. It's like, oh, well, y'all can't even use it. Shit, that was the whole point for us all to use it. So it's like if if I'm a parent and my child can't use Netflix at their school anymore when they go to college for a few months, then I'll just cut off the subscription. When they come home, maybe we'll start it up again. But it's not going to work the way you think where my child is going to come up with $15, $20 to give y'all. No. Uh, Twitter Blue subscribers will now receive revenue from ads that appear in the, their reply threads. Here's the problem with this news. Number one, Elon Musk tweeted it, so we don't even know that it's true. Like, he's tweeted a lot of ideas that don't come to fruition, and he's well known for, like, stringing people along with the idea of, like, ooh, wouldn't this be cool, and then it just don't happen. Um,
0: Advertisers have been leaving left and right and pausing like the fuck.
1: And there's stuff that he said, and, and they're leaking money, too, so, like, they need to advertise the revenue. Right. But there's also stuff that he said he was going to do on Twitter that people get outraged about or, or ha- happy about or bad about, whatever, and it just it doesn't happen or it takes so long to happen. You know, like, I think one of his things was, like, increasing the amount of characters in a tweet to some ungodly number, and I still don't think that's happened.
0: It hasn't.
1: Yeah, so, like, I, I think... It's like he just needs to be in the news cycle and get people to react. I think he feels like there's a value in that, even though it hasn't turned into an actual value in his pocket or in the shares or in the stock market. But, um, yeah, this, this idea is, of course, in my opinion, the only good idea he seems to have had yet, which is something he should have started with. And I think if he had started this way, instead of treating people on Twitter as the enemy – and with animosity, if he had treated, if he had said we're going to start revenue sharing with the users of Twitter, that shit would have changed everything from day one, but Mm -hmm. he burned every bridge, pissed off at least half the people, if not way more, because Twitter's a very liberal space, quote unquote. Mm
2: -hmm. He
1: pissed off so many people, I just don't think it's salvageable, but yeah, I I saw this idea and was like, you know, those are my main thoughts. Is it even going to happen in two? Uh, (laughs) this is the wrong time like he should have been like on this shit from day one all right uh you can now get ticketed for having a loud car thanks to sound measuring meters on traffic cameras the fuck they got to do anything yeah um in many cities noise ordinances apply to anything from loud parties to construction songs and vehicles Police can measure your exhaust noise using a decibel meter. If your car is too loud, you can get stopped and given a ticket. But now they want to do it with the SLEEP Act, Stop Loud and Excessive Exhaust Pollution Act. Uh, is They want to increase enforcement against motorists and repair shops that l- illegally modify mufflers and exhaust systems to make them excessively noisy. And, of course, this uh, trial launched last year in New York City. Which has strict noise ordinances to use uh, traffic cameras fitted with sound meters to monitor and ticket loud motorcycles or cars. I the reason I'm a hundred percent against this in because there was a craze like this probably in the nineties two thousands. I remember with speed cameras and stoplight cameras, mm-hmm. and so many cities around the U.S. signed these contracts with this, these people that. We're going to provide the cameras and they would say like, oh, we're going to provide the cameras for free and we'll, they'll create revenue for the city and shit. And eventually what happened in all of them, at some point the city gets hit with a bill because they have to pay this shit. And someone has to manage these cameras and collect all this and they don't pay it. And then the fucking program goes away. Yes. So it's just a bunch of money spent for a bunch of bullshit then and then it doesn't make and also statistically it doesn't make anybody safer it leads to more accidents at intersections and stoplights
0: yep because Um, people to look up and they said they had an increase of people looking up stopping halfway through the intersections right looking up and and causing fucking wrecks they're like oh shit Mm -hmm. and normally when they would have went through the person behind them would have went through they slam on brakes, the person hit them and then you got a motherfucking wreck
1: yeah so i think um That's one of the things that uh, I thought of when I saw this was this shit is not going to work. But, yeah, currently the program is only being tested in New York City. And Uh, it's
0: racist because all of a sudden somebody goes around, make it go off their music too loud. Next thing you know, they got a ticket. Well, bitch, I don't got no mufflers. Well, you made it go off. I don't want to hear that. You're dealing with computers.
1: Yeah, only 71 people have gotten ticketed so far. And my guess is they spend all that fucking money for 71 tickets and it won't be enough to pay for the program. And they're gonna end up having to cancel the shit anyway. Like that's that's what happens in the that's that's what happens anyway. Like if like the thing that tricks people is that on the on the on its face, it sounds like a good idea because you go, Yeah, I think it's too loud where I live. Or people do need to stop all that damn noise. And then they do the shit. The noise never stops. The The tickets never really get handed out to enough people or whatever. The money isn't really collected. They don't pay the company to monitor it. And now you just have a big-ass bill that the city owes somebody and a bunch of tax money that you that you fucking went to this program that you'll never fucking, that didn't help anybody. If right. it worked, I think you would see people be like, yeah. I think a lot of people, especially if you live in a place where people are just like disrespectfully loud all the time, it would work, you know, but I mean, it would be, you'd be on board with it, but it just don't work. So good luck to those folks. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't even really want to talk about this fucking Chinese balloon. So I'm just going to delete these articles. I don't care. <laughs>
2: I'm
1: like, I don't, I, I don't care. Let me know when it's some real shit. You know what I mean? Uh <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I watched too many movies, but I'm like, did did, it, did something blow up or like, I don't get either way. Um, a woman reignites the plane seat debate after she refuses to give up her window seat to a fellow passenger so that that passenger could sit with their son, who was six foot five no word on if it was baron trump or not but this 23 year old tiktoker said she was in she was in the middle seat uh middle of a seat swap nightmare after she was approached by a mom on a flight according to her uh she was subjected to unpleasant behavior uh in a video uh, the woman's name is Surya, uh, Suri Surya Garg. Okay. Surya, uh, details how a mom came up to her and asked her if she could give up her window seat, which she had paid extra for so that she could sit with her son who had to be a minimum of 16 to 17 years old. Uh, when she asked where the woman wanted her to move, she was directed to a middle seat, like a couple rows back. Um... Then when she asked the woman who the woman's son was, she was shocked to discover he was not a child, but like a six foot five inch man. Saria said she didn't really know what to say to the mom at this point and didn't want to look like an asshole. However, she decided to decline the woman's request and explain to her that she had paid extra for the seat after being told no. She said the mom made the nastiest face of me as I've ever experienced and then went about muttering profanities at me for the entirety of the flight. Baffled by the experience, she asked fellow TikTokers, was I wrong here? I need someone to tell me. Uh, but a lot of people agree with her, including Expedia, who quote who who replied to her TikTok, not in the wrong <laughs> with the yelling, emo- yelling emoji next to it.
0: <laughs> no, you are not in the wrong. You you pay for that ticket. You and that thing is it's your choice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you would have cool, but you didn't. And this is not like a child child. This is a grown person. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if there was something where, you know, maybe the child, maybe the adult needed assistance or something like that. That would have been a whole nother thing. But if this is a functioning, normal adult, no, I paid extra for this seat, bitch. You're just going to have to be back there and be mad. When we land, y'all can get back together again. Nobody will die.
1: Yeah, especially in a situation where it's adults. So I've really, like, like you're not talking about, like, a child-child, where it's like, oh, maybe their parents need to be next to their child, and you can understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I specifically paid for this seat. So it's not like one of these flights where you, like, first come, first serve. Um, So that's another reason I wouldn't do it. Um, And then, like, the – the, the audacity to have an attitude the whole fucking rest of the flight, that would just make when me. You
0: want me to do it. I don't, I'm not obligated to.
1: That would just make me feel like I was right. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you got an attitude the whole fucking time. I'm glad I didn't give you the seat. Fuck you then. You know?
0: Right. Just, be, just complain, bitch.
1: Yeah. And next
0: time get get a seat beside each other then next time.
1: So assuming everything's on the up and up with that st- or story, I don't think she was in the wrong at all. I think that was dope oh. that she stood up for herself and then given to the peer pressure. Because uh, a lot of people would have just did that, you know, they're like, oh, I just don't want no problems. OK, I give up my seat. And then you're going to be sitting there and that for how many hours flying away. you flying thinking like, man, did I just fucking get punked or whatever? <laughs> did I just get like did I just get tricked? Like how, how the fuck did I end up in this situation? I paid money extra for my seat. Right. And here I, I am. I, and
0: That's somebody like me. I enjoy looking out the window. I know that's not some people's jam. But I actually really enjoy looking out the window and yeah. seeing the clouds and shit. So, you know, for some people, they like those seats for a reason and they paid extra for it. And the thing about the middle, you have no room. Like yeah. you're literally just stuck between two people.
1: And the fact that you, and my thing is, if it's that fucking important to you, then get another flight. Right. If it's that fucking important to you, or you like me and my child must sit together, my six foot five, however old child. Then get another flight. Then make that's your responsibility, not mine. Don't be trying to add me to your audible when you get on the plane. Like no nigga, you need to make sure that's your number one priority when you book flights, so that you don't have to be on here running into a motherfucker like me that's not finna move. Right. So, um, all right, let's move into some other stuff. Um, let me pull up my segments. Uh. You know, it's still a little bit of uh, fucking with black people. I know it's been a little while, um, but, uh, yeah, here we go. Hey, we're just
2: fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them people because they black just with black people hey, who? Hey,
1: who? Hey, who? and no I don't know the race of the woman who asked her to change seats but if she had a six foot five 17 year old son I'm gonna go with black all right the fuckable black people again we go around the globe find different articles and uh let you know how much we feel fucked with by them let's get started um the tennessee health department suspended the license of two M- emts involved in the tyree nichols death um and they fired that sixth cop the white dude uh officially as well so i mean dracarys i guess you know or what i don't know it's i mean it's, it's too raw it's too real it's too early i think everything involved with that story is gonna be mm-hmm. Uh all right um math hoffa i have not heard of him but uh as he's a podcaster or something for a podcast called my expert Op- opinion and he went on okay. the drink champs podcast okay and he apologized to megan a stallion over his comments after her shooting incident with Tory Lanez. I want to apologize to Megan too because I saw 50 Cent put out an apology. I want to publicly apologize to Megan because you know, as black men, we're supposed to protect our women. And I feel like I failed in that category as the things that I said on my podcast, just, I I just didn't believe, I just didn't believe it. Addressing Meg directly, he continued, I'm sorry for what you went through. I'm sorry for that coming from a black man. And yeah, I apologize. Now, I never heard his original
0: statement. State, music. like, uh. Because I'm like,
1: who? Yeah. I, don't
0: know, so I have no idea.
1: Um, so, I mean, I can only imagine because, you know, there were so many, um, there were so fucking many dudes that really reveled in, like, going after her. And a lot of it kind of sounded the same. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean it was like just a lot of people wonder
0: why she took she took a like a still on a social media break where she was like I don't have time for this bullshit
1: yeah and I think um yeah yeah okay so it says platforms like I'm looking up an old article for BET that says black women Mm -hmm. deserve better um the joe Budden podcast dj academic and math hoffers my expert opinion dedicated entire segments to discussing how megan was violent promiscuous and alcoholic and has done some shady business deals in her disputes with her label 300 entertainment the criticism megan received outlined a double standard in hip-hop that often leaves women on the back burner yeah and that slut sh- that's why that slut shaming stuff may not have worked in the court but it, uh the uh Tory lanes are trying to win the court of public opinion and black men of course couldn't a lot of them could not wait to fucking hop in on that and be like yeah fuck whether he shot her or not it's about the fact that she's a hoe it's about she's she's mean to people in a nebulous way that we have no proof never um, heard of
0: before or anything like that yeah. Nobody, you know this all of a sudden this shit come out as long as she's been in the industry we're just hearing this quote-unquote for the first time
1: yeah, it's like a whisper campaign to like tear down her reputation. And it worked in a lot of places because I'll, I'll say this again, but from day one, I was like, okay, it sounded like he shot her. Even when she wouldn't say it, I was like, I mean, I don't have to be a fucking, this ain't got to be true detective for me to be like, this nigga shot her in the foot. And she just, it's clear that she didn't come out and say anything for for whatever reason I mean she's a young person and I think when you're young you say and do stupid shit sometimes um and I'm not saying she did anything deserving to be shot I'm saying the stupid part was not just immediately being like this nigga shot me and she go to jail you know because there's a lot of complicated stuff and I think social media has really tricked people into thinking like like jail is just you know (laughs) Like, like you wanting someone to go to jail for harming you makes you a bad person or something, and so... Yeah,
0: bitch, I'm a coon. Nigga, yeah. go to the goddamn jail. You shot me.
1: Yeah, and, like, protecting each other is is something that's, like, low-key people weaponized to protect people that are abusive to be like we can't have this black man you're gonna put him in the system so Ryan, look maybe she blackness
0: over my head kiss my ass
1: so maybe she fell for that because she is younger and was in a different space or whatever and she but we literally saw people use that against her like they use her kindness and said this is this is proof you did this is your fault somehow this is proof that you made this happen um And so anyway, these people are going on their podcast and they were already expressed a lot of contrarian opinions in the first place. But one thing a lot of these podcasts have in common is that they're never going to be a a space for advocating, protecting, loving or respecting black women in general. You know, when you see a space that's got black men in it, first and foremost, it doesn't mean that they're going to be that way for the whole race. You know, it, it would be nice if that's what it meant. But yes. as a person that listens to a lot of podcasts that are hosted by black men, I never expect it to be that way because it almost never is. And if it is that way on that show, it's probably not going to be that popular of a show. You're not going to it's not going right. to be at the top of the charts because mm-hmm. those type of views and those type of black men do not get elevated in that way. Nobody wants to empower them or lionizing right. nobody, nobody want
0: to hit him hit him in is talking about compassion and understanding and things not call them bitches and hoes and females
1: yeah just the fact that if even if you just would have said yeah he did it you know right. and just was like i don't really want to talk about it i just think he did it and we'll see it in court that's not enough you know so i'm not shocked that joe budden is on the side was was ever on the side or like something 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 is let's talk bad about megan the stallion in a case where we're talking about her being shot um even the fact that he had to apologize is just another like yeah cuz you start at wrong whenever it comes to these women and then you move over to right when the pressure comes in and enough people call you personally or some shit cuz you just your default is wrong and you're going to always be that way um and so i just think it's interesting that the language of protection and all this stuff comes up after the verdict because what i think the point of a lot of these trials is and the same thing happened with Bill Cosby and the same thing happened with R. Kelly. Motherfuckers turned into the goddamn QAnon conspiracy theory right? until you get that verdict. And once the verdict happens, it's just magical. I don't know how, but even the most contrarian people eventually accept this new reality of like, yeah, they did it. You know, like now I, I haven't met a, a dude that thinks R. Kelly is innocent since he got convicted. I haven't met a... a Uh, the bill cosby apologists and all this shit just died down like i'm not even saying they don't exist because he got out of prison again and yet Mm -hmm. you still don't see the the way that it was before where you couldn't say the words bill cosby without somebody coming in it just don't happen anymore and it's all because in the court of law they were found guilty and whether people argue or make conspiracies about it eventually not right away because right away, it's like a a, a, man, a black man was innocent and was sent to jail. But then, like, a week or two later, it's just like, yeah, that's the dude that did that crime. So, anyway, um, zero
0: to hundred. Oh, this gets a, uh Jacaris Because, mm-hmm. like I said, it may be me being a black female on the outside looking in. And just looking and being on social media, you know, uh, for a while and just watching everything from the time the video released she got shot until the conviction and all that stuff like and everything in between it's all been a motherfucking shit show mm-hmm. and it's been about everything but her being shot it's been, literally literally it's been about everything else but that a crime was committed and these niggas want to talk about every fucking thing else I don't give a goddamn who she fucked. I don't give a goddamn if they fucked. Yeah. I don't care. She was shot. Yeah. And that is the trial. Everything else is irrelevant, you know. And a lot of this boils down to the war of the sexes, which I motherfucking hate. I hate that bullshit online. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's dumb. Every, yep. Everybody pick their size and they argue and they work backwards from there. Yep. And it's annoying and it's idiotic and it doesn't make sense. And everybody gets stupid and you know, you have the extremes, you know, because I I understand people having problems with the opposite sex. Don't get me wrong. Right. But online it gets to the fucking worst extremes on both sides is, you know, the the men calling women all types of names is the women calling men's all ty- like it is stupid. She got shot. It was a crime. Let's start from here, y'all. All All this other bullshit is personal problems that you need to go to Jesus or a therapist or talk to somebody about. That ain't got nothing to do with her being shot.
1: Yeah. And then she took, like, a lot of people are just more upset that she's not on social media and stuff. But honestly, in my highest hopes, I really hope that that's for the best. Me too. Because I think being always online while you experience joy and you can experience some support and community. A lot of times you also experience a lot of negativity that you wouldn't have if you weren't on there. And so um, especially when you're at the center of something and you're feeling like um, anxiety about it and stuff, the good doesn't always get through. And so all the positive responses in the world doesn't offset that it it resets you every time you look up and here's another podcaster saying how you lied or here's a respected voice in hip hop shitting on you. You know what I'm saying? And so I can see how she would be like her
0: peers.
1: Yeah, I can. Just, I just it just I just hope I don't. We'll never know for sure, or maybe unless she comes back and says something. But I actually hope that the break is good for her. And I know that social media is a big part of careers now, but. If there's some type of way she can get a buffer between her and social media, if she doesn't already have that, I hope she does have it because you could see her reacting to stuff on her Twitter account and stuff where it was clear like she was on her phone tweeting, you know, like, why would Drake say this in this rap verse? You know, stuff like that. So um it's just it's just sad.
0: Yeah, and I know it has to be very, very frustrating because a lot of this can be very triggering honestly to a lot of black women and because it's like well damn every time something happened to us y'all don't ever want to swoop in and be like this nigga wrong like you don't want to call out your peers you yeah. don't want to be like this nigga wrong yeah you know i might not know everything but i know something's not right Mm-hmm. And, or you can be like well I'll wait till more evidence come out of anything it was like hey this, this this, this, nigga didn't do shit this nigga didn't do a motherfucking thing yeah. you know y'all bitches be and you be like well dog, at, at least wait till something comes out before, before we make all these fucking conclusions
1: it's also like the Johnny come lately shit of Now that he's been sentenced, you know, I just want to apologize to this black woman, you know, she its like, nah, and a lot of the stuff I think is even happening because she got a big ass black boyfriend, um, and so, who has been very supportive and shit, and so, a lot of this stuff is really about him, like, You know, it's kind of like people that protect Lauren London because of Nipsey Hussle, where it's like, oh, now that I see this woman as the property of another black man, I owe him respect and therefore I owe her respect because I respect him. I think that's a big part of it. I think another thing is, and it's just the way I look at life, um, I think niggas who lie to fit in and disrespect women to fit in, those are the real cowards. Like, they think they looking like a big man because we're all over here shitting on women together, right, bro? But I'm like, if you, if you, if it can get to the point where here you are apologizing, why, what, when are you going to examine why you said it in the first place? Right. Because the first thing I would say is, like, why were you even leaning that way saying shit like that that you got to apologize for? What was the incentive? Because clearly you're saying now that you believe in these other tenets of protecting black women. So were you lying then or are you lying now? Right. Whichever, are you saying the thing to fit in now? Are you saying the thing that was going to fit in then? Like what was the true you? Because if you don't know your motherfucking self, you're never going to be able to stand up. And you got to take the slings and arrows of standing the fuck up. I, I'm like, it's not no hero shit, but there's times where I'm just like, I have to be fine with niggas not liking me. Because I think what I'm saying is right, and love to me is not lying to motherfuckers, and I don't feel like it's a gender thing or anything. I think Mm -hmm. just because of patriarchy and the way the life is set up and who made the rules, of course, the vast majority of time you look at a situation, men are going to be either benefiting from privilege or or, or just wrong. Like, it's just... It, it, it's like it was looking at race, like the vast majority of time. Now, that thing, that being said, I call balls and strikes. You know, there's times where you see something where you're like, black women was wrong for this. A uh, great example. Right. Great example. Even after other people had written this motherfucker off, the sole people that were keeping his career alive for R. Kelly were black women. You, I would not ignore that and be like, you know, I would see people try to like do some weird math to flip it into like, no, it's not really our fault, but it's like, I'm not saying it's every black woman, but you look at the fucking concert. That's what he got left. It ain't white right. people no more. It ain't a bunch of dudes up in there. It's mostly black women. And they're the ones advocating for him to go free and calling these girls fast and all this shit. Mm-hmm. That's an inner community problem and, and and whatnot. But it's still that's the way I saw it. And I'm not going to lie to you because that's I don't ever want to pander a lot of people because I want to be me and me is the person that goes yeah that's not right it doesn't matter that y'all are women doesn't matter y'all black you shouldn't do that that's wrong but the same fucking thing same energy when it's some shit like Megan Thee Stallion this shit got two sides to who nigga you because you the only people that's saying it got two sides I ain't seen nobody else express no two sides of this shit it don't gotta be a fucking debate so it's just fucking stupid but um it's interesting to see people say stuff like this because in my heart, I want to believe that it's possible for you to be like, oh, I was out here fucking up and now I want to do better. Now I see how I was fucking up and I won't let that happen again. I just need to see the work. I don't believe.
0: I, I will tell. Yeah, I it's, will tell it's too
1: convenient to just say right. it.
0: Right. It, and because people are people, something else will happen and everybody gonna look at you and be like, Well, where are you gonna stand on this situation right
1: here? Right. So just like like I said, you get cause now you're gonna get fucking fucking applauded for for just saying I was fucking up in the first place. But something else is going to happen with black women in hip hop because, you know, hip hop is as much of an example of uh misogyny and patriarchy as any other art form in America. Um Agreed. and being that it comes from our culture, you know, they're something else will happen so the next time what's it gonna be you know what i'm saying because you, you think it's gonna be the last time a rapper does some foul shit to a woman that's a rapper or some shit like nah and and if we gotta go through this again then i'm looking at you the same because i i don't know we've run out of uh, fingers to count how many times joe Budden has issued an apology when he was wrong about some woman shit i don't know how many times y'all gonna keep falling for it you know all right so uh yeah i give it a hundred Uh, Karen, I'm sorry, did I get your score? Mm
0: Mm-hmm, I said Takaris. Okay.
1: Uh, New York School apologizes because they served watermelon, chicken, and waffles on the first day of Black History Month. A food vendor in Rockland County, just outside of New York City, has apologized after they provided lunch for children at a school celebrating Black History Month that was deemed to be insensitive. Students at Nyack Middle School were offered chicken and waffles with watermelon for dessert on February 1st, the first day of the, hit of the month that honors and triumphs the struggles of African-Americans throughout U.S. history. The menu was said to be to elicited confusion and anger from some students together with their parents, who saw the menu as reinforcing negative stereotypes about the African-American community. They were asking people if they want watermelon. I remember being confused because it is not in season, said student Honor Santiago. Um... The school's menu even stated that the day's meal was to be Philly cheese steak, broccoli, and fresh fruit, but for some reason the menu was changed at the last minute. When Santiago got home and told her mother, they were both outraged by the message and they believed it sends to the school's black students. I uh, didn't they think the company was capable of making us feel bad, especially the kids of my color, Santiago said. If they had served chicken and waffles by itself, I don't know. That we will be having this conversation But the moment you added watermelon That changed the whole complexion Literally said Wilbur Aldridge Of the NIAC NAACP um, The school's principal said The menu was changed without the school's knowledge And noted the food items chosen Reinforced negative stereotypes Concerned the African American community The offering of chicken and waffles as an entree with watermelon as a dessert on the first day of Black History Month was inexcusable, insensitive, and reflected a lack of understanding to our district's vision to address racial bias, the school wrote in a letter sent home to parents. Uh, They said they were contacting the officials to insist on a mechanism to avoid a repeat of the mistake. The vendor has agreed to plan future menu offerings to align with our values and our longstanding commitment to diversity and inclusion. We do one of these at least every year. I'ma just I I'm not gonna go hard on the babies. I think they the babies and they are have internalized the anti-blackness of the world and think that something wrong with our food and that mm-hmm. celebrating our food during our fucking month is somehow racist against us, which if you've ever eaten fucking tacos and enchiladas and shit for Mexican history, uh right. and and nobody complained, why is what? that? Why is that? we 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 don't go through this for no other culture when it's Asian American appreciation or Asian appreciation or Chinese New Year and they serve Chinese food I've never seen no motherfucking article in the paper about the shit but somehow we get to the black shit we gotta go to the news and tell everybody that they tried to give us delicious food that we love to eat delicious food that be in our households delicious food that has the traditions Around it, and every single time I can't help but just say this comes from our discomfort with our own culture because I bet money there's a black person at the uh, food provider who thought about this as a way of being inclusive and said, Let me show my love through my job and include our stuff within the program and every time we flake the fuck out, <laughs> every fucking time, not, I shouldn't say every time, every year we have at least one flake out, I shouldn't say every time, because there's probably a bunch of schools where they had this meal, and everybody was like, god damn, that chicken slapped, I wish we could have that shit every day, but we only gonna get this once again, I'm gonna enjoy it, you know, I would have been in that motherfucker cafeteria with like, oh, you offended, mind if I get your chicken, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> past that texas peak mm-hmm, yeah you it's mad yeah it's fucked up mm-hmm. uh but yeah i so i feel like i arrive at the same fucking yeah, thing and, every and year and like i
0: said i feel the same way you do and i know people feel various different ways about this but i'm like you i'm, I'm tired of it uh i have two scores i have a zero in your, your cars i have a zero because who gives a fuck all right you know if you have problem with watermelon and chicken that's your personal problem not not mine because it's just food it's shit that we eat there's nothing wrong with the food itself the food mm-hmm. itself is not the problem the problem is how we feel around these foods right. and you know a lot of people because of white and white supremacy we just assume that if people serve us this all of a sudden it's racism right. you know and everything is not racism y'all it's just not everything's not racism um right. And I give, you know, a thousand for uh I mean a jacarus because it's like I'm like you, this is stupid. What about the people that were looking forward to the watermelon? What about the people that were looking forward to the chicken? Like right, so what about the people that seen any harm for this? Everybody act like just because somebody do a chicken watermelon combo, all of a sudden it's goddamn racist. And that's the shit that really pisses me off. It just makes me angry, like you know, and my thing is yes, there are things things and things that can be presented in a racist manner and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but the food itself is not the problem. It's the things around the food that makes it a problem.
1: Yeah. I think it's funny because like I said, it, it, when i I've had, I remember um, in middle school, we used to have like international lunch week and every day, the first of all cafeteria, all these people look forward to it. And we will learn, about like cultures and stuff. And then we would go to eat the food. And when we would go to the, eat the food every day would be a different country's food, a different culture's food. Um, and it's never like a great example of their food. Cause you know, <laughs> it's still cafeteria food.
0: So much in the cafeteria. Right. Yeah,
1: It's Italy, but it's the same square pizza you get all the time with the chunks of pepperoni on it. But um, right. the point being like, no one ever said they were making fun of those cultures. Mm-mm. it was always seen as like honor and inclusion it's only when it comes to black people that were like it is impossible to honor and include us it can only be mockery you know what i mean like that's what
0: is yeah, because of our uh, sensitivity
1: if we won't examine that then then why the you know like the only reason that they should stop this is because people are won't examine their internal biases that make it so that it is impossible to honor black people that's what you're telling me what you're telling me is to honor black people is you need to serve some white food and then say this is for black history month you know (laughs) yeah like hey guys we uh just any food honestly we brought egg rolls and lo mein because any food is black food as far as we're concerned we don't want no problems uh but we just want to say happy black history month here's some tacos leave us out of it and it's just i don't know it's like i'm tired of this shit man like mm-hmm. um i think i learned more about those kids homes and how they view blackness and black food than i learned about the cafeteria the people that work there So anyway, I give it a hundred as always. I just, it's always, it's going to always fuck with me. And um, yeah, I just see it differently than a lot of people. And uh, I'm fine standing with that. I I think they still haven't shown me the solution to honoring black people through food that doesn't turn into they picking on us. They making. They must be making fun of us. Like, well, if you can't figure it out, then fuck it. I guess we never get to have black food. We can only have black food on the days it's not meant for black people. <laughs> like, Thank hey guys,
0: Christmas. <laughs> New Year's,
1: Happy Columbus Day is fried chicken and watermelon and waffles. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I'll eat it today. You know, <laughs> like, it, I'll. I it, always bring up this story, but it just reminds me of that time that I was at work. And I was in my own head at at this job and this uh, white dude came over to me because I got to my desk before everybody else. I got to work early and this white dude came over to me. I was sitting by myself and he walked directly to my cubicle and was like, hey, Rod, there's a watermelon in the break room. You want some? And I said, no, because in my mind, it was a silent. You think every black person wants some watermelon? honky you know in my in my mind and then as all my co-workers started coming in he walked over to them hey katan there's some watermelon break room you want some hell yeah shit watermelon katan uh who's who's uh southeast asian he goes he gets some uh ask the white dude joe hey joe got watermelon break room oh shit watermelon let's go you know Suddenly, I realized I'm the only motherfucker that ain't got no goddamn watermelon. Everybody's eating delicious watermelons, just dripping from their motherfucking mouth down their yes, chin. All that sweetness. And I said, it was getting sticky and shit. I said, this will never happen again. My internalized anti-blackness and and and, and racism racism meter combined to block me from getting watermelon because then you block it all. Because then when I finally got, you know, down to it, I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to swallow my pride. Everybody looking the other way. I'm going to slide in there and get me some watermelon. Gone. Watermelon gone. And why was the watermelon gone, everybody? Did I work at a job with 97% black people? Absolutely not. I was like the only black person in my department at the time. So why was the watermelon gone? Because everybody likes fucking watermelon.
0: Right, like everybody likes chicken.
1: Ain't nothing racial about it. Mm -mm. (laughs) Everybody likes watermelon watermelon get the fuck out of my face all right we're done with that um last one Miami you know the city you've heard about it
2: mm-hmm.
1: well apparently they got mocked because uh they put out a new police vehicle for black history Mall. that's right new police vehicle is dropping new new shit new shit New, new police vehicles out here. <laughs> call nine one one. You know uh, how the DJs used to do. Yes. Except it's, 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 it's just nine one one. It's not like call 865 six five.
0: Nine one one. Talk to the operator. Tell them right. your
1: emergency. <laughs> DJ Blue. 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 <laughs> <laughs> blue. <Bloominati. laughs>
0: The but Miami the band, Police Department unveiling a special vehicle just in time for Black History Month.
1: That's right. The police chief and members of the Miami Police Department unveiling the first Miami Police Black History vehicle. It took place earlier today at the Black Police Precinct. Uh, this part, they're just saying former president and director of the LDF NAACP Legal Defense Fund, Sherilyn Eiffel, uh, tweeted a response. This cannot be. So I guess... That's weird that the news isn't even doing its job of finishing telling the news. It's just, it's just showing people what.
0: Not tell, oh, oh, so this, somebody edited this like yeah. this is
1: not the article. Here's what here's what prominent Negroes had to say. <laughs> they were upset. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, uh, I'm meet this, meet this breaking news. But of course, I mean, it's, it's extremely insensitive. Um, the, t- the 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 funniest thing I saw was the uh, t- a Twitter account tweeted it, and then they put sound of the police under it.
2: <laughs> That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police.
0: That's, That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> 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 that is funny.
1: That's I funny. Just, I just don't want anybody. You know, slam me my head up against the back of a cruiser right next to Martin Luther King's face. You know what I
0: mean? I mean, it's it is some power fist on there,
1: right? Like we ain't just gotta be scared of the blue. We gotta be scared of the red, they, black, and green now.
0: They they, they wasting taxpayers' money. They are gonna peel that shit off. They
1: just they gonna be beating people ass, and but they gonna be doing it in a Black History vehicle. Yeah,
0: do it on beat. Boop,
1: boop. <laughs> Get on the ground, nigger. Get on the ground and appreciate this black history. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. We're doing this for you. This is MLK's, MLK's dream. Uh, It's funny, too, because I did tweet. You know how uh the New York, uh, the Empire State Building, it turned the colors green and white for the Eagles going to the Super Bowl and it red and white for the Chiefs. Uh, I tweeted at them. I said, can we get some red, black, and green for Black History Month? And they said, oh, we got you. Oh, shit. So I guess I'll fuck with the Empire State Building now. They, Come on, they, Empire they State cool. Building representing. Okay, we getting that red, black, and green. We love to see it. Um love to see it. Zero to
0: hundred, Karen. <laughs> it, it, uh, it actually uh uh, uh, uh cards because you're wasting taxpayers' money mm. on just gonna be pulling pulling niggas over, and, mm-hmm. and uh, people gonna hop out and whip their asses. So that mm-hmm. gets a jacaris, and then uh, it gets a uh, another score. I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. It, I, I'm gonna give it a a uh, 25 because they one of those things where they are trying to do something, but it's ideal like it's just a bad
1: idea okay yeah i give it a jacar. So i think it's terrible mm-hmm. um it is funny as fuck though i just imagine yeah. them playing the reason
0: why it's a 25 because it's, uh, it's just funny so i'm like okay i'll still fuck with it, but it's just funny so 25 but on the other end it's like a motherfucking jacarys like the fuck is this are you wasting my taxpayer money on this dick and peel this scratches sniff uh thing. So what if I I'm gonna scratch it and I'm gonna smell shea butter. The fuck is this?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just the idea to me of how much comedy could be had with a sketch about this car. It's like it feels like an idea out of a sketch that somehow became real life. <laughs> um like if just, they pulled back they and mean? said this was the Chappelle show, I would be like, Oh, Chappelle show's back.
0: You know what this is like? This is like some shit that we do doing. Reno 911
1: yeah exactly it's very reno nine one one. yeah uh maybe even um uh south Side or something like d- just
0: Southside will be great I, yeah. can, I can see them
1: revealing this shit yeah and with that 90s african-america african-american color palette i just imagine the shit being like them pulling black people over but they playing music from the 90s and shit like just uh like like Instead of the siren going off you, behind you.
0: Good night and them going right, right through the neighborhood and them getting clowned down in that car. Ah!
1: Instead of when they pull you over, instead of hearing the siren come on, you just hear very loud like, slow down. <laughs> slow down. Oh, fuck. It's the, it's, the, it's the black history cops. Pull over, man. Damn. Pull over. <laughs> oh, you be
0: riding around in that get your head to the sky. Keep your head yeah. to the sky. Oh, shit
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> put your hands in the sky
0: right it was like shit it's 6 a.m them happy ass music
1: you can live as I'm long not- as yeah. you keep your hands, your hands in the sky, in the sky. put that them up <laughs> uh yeah i just keep on. yeah i just picture picture all of that shit but Oh man. oh <laughs> let's let's wrap it up with some uh guest the race and we'll 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 get out of here on this. um here we go It's time to guess the race. 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 All right, guess the race time. We go around the globe, guess the race of people involved in all kinds of activities. And the chat room plays along, Karen plays along, and they're all racist. Um The first article, <clears throat> a mother sneaks into Arlington High School to watch her daughter fight and now faces possible criminal charges. What?
0: What? What? Okay. Mm-hmm. we sneaking in the high school to watch the babies fight. The fuck is this? What's this, baby? MMA?
1: A mother of a freshman student sneaked into Arlington High School on Tuesday to watch her daughter fight with another freshman girl before the first period. The mother, according to Arlington Central S- School District Superintendent Dr. Dave Moyer, was not authorized to be in the building. The mother can be heard in the video of the fight using vulgar language to encourage her daughter to beat the other girl. Sounds like it was some beat that bitch ass, is if I had to guess. The district did not mention the incident to the school community until an email was sent late Tuesday evening. The communication told of the fight. It indicated that school officials and the Dutchess County Sheriff's Office were investigating the matter. Um, there's investigation ongoing. No pending charges against the mother or either of the two students at the moment. Um, according to Moria The clothing and size of the parent Allowed her to enter the building Amidst a large group of students That were entering the building So she looked like a kid
0: Like a child, right
1: According to their footage and security He said, while our security team Does an exceptional job of supervising uh, Our points of entry during arrival The parent was able to blend in with the students uh, She was wearing a backpack So she thought this out She wanted to look like a student She is also oh, visible in the she fight video looking like a parent Right She's also visible in the fight video standing right next to the feuding freshman. Oh, Moyer, you think something's
0: going to be wrong with everybody? Y'all niggas need to get the math class.
1: <laughs> Moria said the incident will result in a review of the school's procedures. So now they got to redo all the safety shit. Right. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, all right, Karen, guess the race of the mom.
0: Uh, this is black. Like, this is very... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. This is very frustrating. But you know what? Shout, 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 shout out to the mama looking like she was a teenager.
1: Okay. Uh some will say black don't crack. So maybe that's a clue there for you. Go. Okay. Well, the chat room says you better not come home till you beat ass black. If you lose, I'm gonna beat your ass when you come home black. Mama six years older than the daughter, black. <laughs> Damn, Jim. Oh no. Latino. Mom bought brought the Vaseline, the brass knuckles, the Gatorade, black shit. Sounds black to me, too close to the action. Megan White uh wearing pajamas to walmart at 2 p.m starts getting ready for the club at 6 p.m black black don't crack she look young enough to pose as a student black i'm going to beat your ass worse if you lose black no eyebrows latina black eating watermelon chicken and waffles the correct answer is she was and i believe karen said it uh she was black you got it right Over there in the blue coat. That's her, yeah.
0: Oh my goodness! And 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 the the part of it, the part of it is so uh, fucked up. The parent needs to be talking about trespassing because you have no business here, and you are not here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On the behalf of your student, or anything like that. In fact, you tricked us to get your ass in here in the first place. And my thing is. Uh, you're talking about students fighting, so you're talking about lawsuit. Like it's more to this than you just encouraging your child to fight.
1: And of course, I gotta boo the people that got it wrong. <clears throat> <laughs> now they didn't release her name, so you know some people. It's possible she could be like Afro Latina or some type or something, but I don't know. Look black to me, and her daughter looked black, so. Um. All right. Let's go to the next one. A cafe owner kidnapped an ex worker with his hand in the till, and then called the man's mom. Did,
0: you you kidnapped your worker with your hand in the cash register. Ain't that what till mean?
1: Mm-hmm. This comes from Australia. <clears throat> A cafe owner has admitted to kidnapping a former employee and holding him for ransom after finding him with his hand in the cash register. Andy. You
0: can't do that.
1: Yeah. Ann Gao, NGO, I believe that's how you pronounce it, 37, is the co owner of Mama Hong's Vietnamese restaurant in Lane Cove. In Sydney's leafy lower North Shore, which became the setting of a dramatic and bloody workplace dispute last year, in March 2022, she and her business partners noticed money had been going missing from the business. To get to the bottom of the mystery, they decided to install motion-sensitive CCTV cameras to alert them if someone entered the premises or uh, out of hours. Uh, they were alerted to an intruder at 9.15 p.m. on March 22nd. Her and her two partners who happened to be nearby or her two partners who happened to be nearby walked into the business to find a former kitchen hand with his hand in the register trying to retrieve the money inside. The ex-employee had copied the cafe's keys and snuck it to the business every few days to steal from the register. The owners estimated he stole about $2,500 from the business over a two-week period. According to the agreed facts, her partners grabbed the former kitchen hand and assaulted him and cut his hair. After hitting him several times, the court documents revealed the partners retrieved a car and shoved the victim in the back seat. They then collected her from a suburb in Sydney's inner west before driving to the victim's mother house in Chatswood. There, they went to the mom and said, "Resolve it, you know, without having to go to the police." Um <clears throat> the- What kind of what what, what kind of books do y'all got?
0: The y'all 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 count one order, skip one order. I mean, what's happening? Is it dirty money? I mean, you're like, yeah. we don't even want the police involved in the shit we're doing.
1: The victim's mother was not at home, so she called her to tell her that her son had been stealing money from the cafe and comes in every night to pilfer from the business. He has taken a lot of money. If he don't give it back, I will take him to the police now. His mom agreed to pay the $2,500 and ask for video footage of her son stealing from the business. She sent her business bank details, a still image of the CCTV footage inside the be- cafe of the victim with his hand in the tail, and a photo of him bleeding from the nose in the car. So, you know, you meant business. <laughs> like, also, we done fucked I'm them up. fucking around. Once she was satisfied, the money was paid in full, they drove the victim to a park and they cut the cable ties, securing his hands. Cable ties? Oh, my. They was about that life.
0: What? <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Something something about that place don't sound right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, it's a breaking bad shit. You,
0: they was counting one meal and skipping one and, and counting three and skipping two. Something, something not right.
1: Gus Fring on this place. Uh gal who will sit be sentenced later this year after pleading guilty to taking and detaining a former employee who stole thousand dollars from her business. She also pleaded guilty to related charges of common assault and assault occasion occasioning uh actual bodily harm. Uh, which will be taken into account during sentencing. She was taken granted conditional bail while she awaits sentencing, which requires her to report to the police three times a week and not leave the state. Um, she is also forbidden from contacting the victim's mother. And her bail was cons- was secured by a hundred thousand dollar bond, um, which costs way more than the money that person stole from her. So, all right, Karen, guess the race. Asian. Karen's going with Asian. Asian in the chat room. Uh, I don't know why they ain't called one of their gangs to handle the thief. I've seen the movies, Asian, Asian. I didn't know I couldn't do that. White uh, sounds like Yakuza to me. Asian, X tried Chinese. Uh, <laughs> finally, my people made it to guess the race. Asian. <laughs> it's it's a banner day for Mary. <laughs> She's like, finally, I feel included. I've just been feeling nothing but racist for for months. <laughs> I didn't know I couldn't do that. White, model minority, but also ten toes down, Asian. You go, you go nowhere, Asian, Asian. But I could be wrong. Um, skipping uh, Miss Smarts. So I want to stay on Instagram. Stay on YouTube. <laughs> we
0: want to stay on YouTube.
1: <laughs> Dem some young yum, and the correct answer is Asian. Y'all had it right. it's interesting that she's the one who's in trouble, but her two partners seem like they started the whole situation with the beating them up and kidnapping them. And maybe she was the mastermind. Like they called her later to rope her in. Like, I wonder why the story is only about her. We don't see any of those other people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But man, don't
0: yeah. let the, yeah. You would literally have been better off doing what we had planned on doing it. Not, not even taking them, just sitting them there. Nope. The hold on. We're going to call the cops. They're going to come and get you.
1: Should have just called the cops, dog. <laughs> you know?
0: Wouldn't have been here.
1: Should have just called the cops. All right. Cares it'd two for cheaper. two.
0: Even if you wouldn't have got your money back, it'd have been cheaper. Yep. I ain't racist. How can I be racist about anybody or anything in my life? How can I?
2: Call them niggas. Just call them niggas. The gold beef, gold, chain Destroyed wearing, fried chicken and biscuit monkey eight bamboo, big dye, fast running, high jumping speed, chucking three hundred and sixty degree basketball. Uh,
1: so <laughs> we haven't really covered this story on the show, mostly because it's low key white people news, but also just kinda like too popular for guests to race, but Brian Kohlberger is a guy who's accused of massacring some students in Idaho uh, while they like slept in their rooms and oh, shit. Oh, at college? Yeah. And, and yeah. They, so, okay. You know him. hmm A Kentucky woman has professed her love for him. What? Brittany Hislope has written a series of Facebook posts professing her love for the accused murderer of four college classmates, gushing that Kohlberger is the perfect man for her. If by that she means uh that, that in prison like that. and unable to harm her, I guess. <laughs> right. No, uh, that, that
0: just sounds like a fetish or a kink like it like I don't mm-hmm. understand. It doesn't make sense.
1: Um she said in one post, my love interest is named Brian and is accused of murder and I just wish to connect with him above anyone else. Uh she wrote So there's one of her posts. Some people may not understand that with Brian being my love interest that I'm fixated on. I don't think of being with others in the ways that I think of being with him and thoughts of being with him also give me sensations that I wouldn't get when thinking of someone else because I have deep feelings for Brian and I'm fixated on him. Although I don't know how he feels about me. And if there's someone else he wants instead, even though that wouldn't be ideal for my divine masculine counterpart to be that way. Although, when I have thoughts of being with him in certain ways, it gives me bodily sensations that are real. Although you may not understand what I'm meaning, I also feel a love for him that isn't just sexual in nature. As I've, as I've me know before, the mugshot of him that I added hearts to and a pair of lipstickers. Oh, oh, oh,
0: you crazy, crazy. I am. <laughs> That's the fuck I'm in right now. <laughs> what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? Oh,
1: that's that's a great point, Karen. Um, uh, yeah, I I mean, what do you do with this? I like if this is your child and this is what you raised in the world, and they and and you see this on your Facebook, I don't even know what you say or do at that point. <laughs> Throw the whole child away. Oh, okay. Oh Okay. Oh oh you crazy
0: i am
1: <laughs> yeah um she added one way to describe my feelings for him over the last week or so is kind of like being love sick. well it's definitely sick um also you always notice they always believe in like love at first sight because there's nothing else to believe to love about this man other than he murdered I some people them. right allegedly I don't know them <laughs> Yeah, like, there's no, like, it's not like, oh, he's famous and, oh, he was huge on TikTok and you fell in love with him via the internet because he showed you so much of his life. It's like, the only thing you know is he's a suspect in this murder and the police video of them pulling him over, <laughs>
0: that's, that's what you know. It was enough to light your
1: fire. Oh, my God. Now, you, if you're her ex, you got to feel great.
0: <laughs> you're like, woo! <laughs> no, I my- am so- so glad i missed that
1: bullet no matter how it ended whether she broke up with you you broke up with her whatever she cheated on you whatever it is you should feel amazing right now like i hey i could not compete with that because what i wasn't fitting to do was go out and commit, commit
0: murders for her love
1: yeah quadruple homicide just so right. she would be into me like fuck that uh, she started posting her passionate letters January 4th, just a few days after, uh, he had been arrested at his parents' home. Um, the single Kentucky mom who has a 16-year-old son, oh, poor kid, oh,
0: God. What? What? So now your baby got a deal, because you know, this is the internet, it ain't like it was back in the day, your baby, you know your, you know your mom out here talking, talking about that dude.
1: Baby ain't got a chance.
0: Right? it got to uh, be fucking embarrassing for the child.
1: She pointed out that her and Koberger had some things in common, such as their astrological signs. Uh, both are apparently Scorpios. Uh, I feel so bad for y'all that's in the Zodiac right now, because hey, I gotta, know y'all don't want to be identified this with this shit. This for
0: not time for you, to, for, you, for you to pull out the, the moons and tell yeah. me that, that, that uh, uh, somebody's in retrograde. Don't worry about that right now. Murders was committed. <laughs>
1: she, she also claimed they have similar birth charts, making her making her making him her divine masculine counterpart. In another IG post, she referenced the strange love scene between Jason Patrick and Jamie Gertz in the vampire movie *The Lost Boys*. She said, "Although it's not very explicit, I'd want to be with my love interest, Brian, in those ways." Uh, he's been charged with murders and all this shit. We know that. All right, Karen, guess the race of this woman a hundred percent white. Okay, Karen's going with a hundred percent white. All right. The rare one hundred percent white. Uh gas <laughs> gasping white woman. <laughs> the dates have fifteen percent survival rate. Uh a desperate as fuck oh, white no. woman. Half of half of my mouth gate, uh missing aka teeth white. I know the bitches. I know the bitches white. White tasted, white weirdo, so white she's translucent. Uh <laughs> uh. It puts the lotion in the skin. Crazy white. Love after the lockout. White. Lock up white. White. That's M's mom. Oh <laughs> no. no. <laughs> that's Emile's mom. Is so good. Check the basement for bodies. The Oh <laughs> no. Correct answer is white. <gasps> yeah it's sad too because she just looked like a regular white woman and so right. it's just like just, i mean damn. Just
0: living her normal life you, <sighs> we didn't we didn't know we didn't have to know all this about you baby like
1: you almost expect to see a picture of her and be like oh okay you know what i mean <laughs> But
0: like, yeah with the crazy ass or something like me. y'all yeah.
1: all have worked with a white woman that look like this <laughs>
0: Uh huh. Yeah, she she like somebody working in an HR department, an yeah. AP department.
1: You just don't be knowing what their Google search is. You just don't know what they into. They don't read too many of those, uh, Amazon Kindle two dollar <laughs> my was, yes! my, the, my axe killer werewolf husband or some shit. You know, you don't read too many of them. That
0: yeah, to reality, that's fantasy, baby.
1: Right. And now she out here like, oh my god, and I feel bad for the the son and the. Whoever the baby daddy is, because uh, y'all ain't got ain't got a chance. Ain't got a fucking chance. Ain't she out here daddy. on the...
0: You, you was not going to win her love unless you was
1: really to commit these murders. Right. Like, she out here on Candace Owens' internet just telling everybody oh, no. that she going to bust that thing open for a serial killer. <laughs> just what?
0: What is happening, right?
1: <laughs> what? Who are your exes, ma'am? Charles Manson? Like, what? <laughs> <Hey. laughs> like... She was like oh you man i couldn't get with uh i couldn't get with that 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 uh boy that shot up the black lives matter rally so i guess he next was, best thing yeah Kyle Rittenhouse, he he out here in these streets it's too many hoes to compete with but i i'm gonna lock this one down <laughs> She's should gonna get a reality show that's gonna just it's just gonna be called uh it's gonna be called love love to death row because it's not gonna be love at the lockup it's going, it's going. Maybe they already they're got this be show.
0: After lock up, and so that means you yeah. ain't getting
1: out. Honestly, I'm surprised. Somewhere, A and E listening to this show. Like, we just got a billion dollar idea. Thanks, for That's an idea. Yeah. Love to death row. If it don't exist already, I I guarantee you if somebody just came up with love on death row. If it does
0: exist, you know Justin watching.
1: <laughs> they're just gonna go find all these crazy people that just want to fuck these murderers and shit. So. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, let's get to <laughs> you eating her food at the potluck. <laughs> <laughs> no. <I'm laughs> now, now, you know, no. f- there's a one trillion percent chance she on- she got cats all up on her counter, dog. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> all right. Sore ratchetness. Walking
0: all around her column, Ain't that what they call that big yeah. black pot? <laughs> mm hmm. to the mirrors (laughs) she ain't there talking to the mirror 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 on the wall who's the craziest of them all Mm -hmm. it's always gonna be you baby (laughs) (laughs) that's what the mirror gonna tell her
1: an Iowa woman is accused of attempting to kill her husband with a sword oh okay all right. this is from uh, Hawkeye Iowa I guess she was trying to... That
0: tickled me. You said Hawkeye. I was going to say, what is Hawkeye doing? I guess she's
1: trying to be an Avenger.
0: Apparently so. The whole town is Hawkeye,
1: Iowa. Uh, She struck him several times in the head with a sword. Her name is Kim Renee Cannon, 58 years old. Guess the race. White. Of Hawkeye, she was arrested and charged with attempted murder in Wednesday's attack. Uh, According to the sheriff's office, deputies responded to a home in rural North eastern iowa well isn't it all rural anyway i don't know anything about iowa that was just an assumption it's
0: called hawkeye it's in the middle of nowhere I yeah you.
1: according to the sheriff's office they responded to the home at 8 29 p.m uh they found a 70 year old man with severe cuts to his head oh the victim they who, did that yeah the victim that
0: mugshot they did
1: that she ain't sorry the victim who was found in the bathroom of the look, residence uh,
0: looking look, look like i do it again where are my arrows
1: The victim, who was found in the bathroom of the residence, also had lacerations on his face, and one of the injuries had cut through the man's eye socket.
0: Goddamn! Woo! Mm.
1: Yeah, she really... (laughs) She really... (laughs) She really socked it to him.
0: cut to the white meat (laughs) that's not one of a fine (laughs) i told you mine don't got to make sense
1: i know i know you just want to hear the sound you got it yes
0: yes i I got to join in on the fun (laughs) (laughs) i know somebody just went. "Eh, Karen, i don't care
1: i guess they couldn't see eye to eye
0: I guess I didn't see
1: it coming either. So i see how to... Eye. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of ocular nerve. <laughs> <right>. Um. <clears throat> so then uh, they said um, he was in the bathroom. He had lacerations on his face and one of the injuries had cut through his eye socket. Then Debbie said Cannon was discovered sitting on the kitchen floor covered in blood with two bloody sores next to her like Leonardo the Ninja Turtle. Oh shit! Um, she said they had gotten into a verbal altercation and that Cannon had struck her spouse several times to the head. Uh, it was unclear what led to the argument. What could it? Yeah, Probably. Can you put the swords down? Damn. <laughs>
0: I mean, damn! I mean, she she had one for the right hand, one for the left. The fuck?
1: Probably it's probably something like your
0: hand is gonna be emptied.
1: It's probably something like, and what the fuck you gonna do with that? That's probably what led to the. (laughs) the, Yeah, that's what led to the fight. You ain't about to do shit. Oh. Oh, word! I ain't
0: about to do shit.
1: (laughs) They said they argued. She left the room. She returned. She struck him in the back of the head. and then after she left the room. She allegedly returned with a second store and sword and struck him in the back of the. Uh, in the face fuck, in the okay in the front of the face the victim was oh, she, taken she to the, ho- the front and the back the victim was taken to that's the hospital really,
0: that's really a two edge a two edged
1: sword <laughs> that is one hold on <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a she,
0: she 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 looked at him and, and did that uh, Michael Jordan face oh i take this personally
1: she left the room like cam newton when he had to get his helmet and go back and yeah. win that game <laughs>
0: <laughs> with his head, with, with that, with that, that towel. towel. With <laughs> okay, all right. I, I, I got your bitch. That's what happened. I got your bitch.
1: <laughs> he was taken to a hospital with treated for life threatening injuries. She was arrested and she is booked in the county jail. My I goodness. You, I
0: bet she said, oh, oh, you got the right one today. Or maybe the wrong one. It don't matter, right? or wrong, you, you don't, the same you don't one that person. It's the same somebody one. somebody said you got the right one or you got the wrong one, just know that, that that either one of those answers is bad for you.
1: Yeah, the right one and the wrong one is the same one in black lexicon. Really it's never... I
0: really, it took me a while to put that together as a kid.
1: I'm yeah. like, I got the right one? You know, this is apropos of nothing. You know what I was thinking the other day was, uh the term caregiver and caretaker mean the same thing yes that's crazy anyway that's all all right y'all um <laughs> we'll be back later on in the week uh um with more podcasts thanks for listening thanks for tuning in live with us all y'all that that be in the chat hanging out with us appreciate your your live questions and all that stuff um, if you're premium, don't forget you got pregame and balls deep in your, in your queue this week. Uh, so make sure you check those out and, uh, yeah, until next time. I love you.
0: I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.